Well, hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to another episode of the 518 Ambassador, a podcast of the International Center of the Capital Region. You can please follow us on our website, iccralbany.org. That's I-C-C-R-A-L-B-A-N-Y.org. And as well, subscribe to our newsletter there. You can also follow us on our social media accounts, our Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube pages at iccralbany. And please make sure you subscribe to this podcast below. Please give us a like as well as a comment. Yana Chapilo will be joining us. And she has been working in international development and education for over eight years back in Ukraine. This is her fifth experience facilitating the Open World Group and the first during the full-scale Russian invasion of Ukraine. She is originally from Ukraine and temporarily moved back to the U.S. in August 2021 to pursue her graduate degree at the University of Maryland College Park. The Congressional Office for International Leadership, formerly known as Open World Leadership Center, made it possible for the Ukrainian Medical Doctors Delegation to come to the U.S. for the professional development opportunity, and she was honored to assist their staying in the U.S. So I want to thank you so much, Diana, for joining us today. And if you could please explain uh, your experience with ICCR and the open world programs with helping the Ukrainians. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you, Fiona, for inviting me today. Uh, It was indeed a pleasure uh, of mine and an honor to work with the Ukrainian group and uh, to be hosted by an amazing community of uh, upstate New York in Albany. Um, So the idea for the uh, COIL or the Congressional Office for International Leadership, uh, that's actually the only program that is funded directly by the uh, Congress. Uh, the only program that is funded by the Congress directly is to support Ukrainian young professionals, uh, not only Ukrainian, they work with the region, so different countries, including Moldova and Georgia and uh, Kazakhstan, I believe, uh, but Ukraine is the biggest um, program um, that is supported. So we have, I guess, the the biggest number of um participants. So the the idea of this program is for Ukrainian professionals to uh, spend 10 days in the United States in local communities. Uh, The groups are uh, always uh, grouped uh, according to the topic. And uh, our topic was the uh, emergency uh, responders in emergency medicine uh, in Ukraine. Uh, so that's how the group was uh, selected. Uh, the Open World Program is a um, closed um, delegation program. So uh, people are nominated by their superiors, by their mentors, by uh, their supervisors. Uh, so these are best of the best. Uh, from Ukraine, and that's how uh, they uh, were nominated to participate in the program. I myself was, uh, my role of working with the group was to make them as comfortable as possible to be a bridge between Ukraine and the United States 
for all the members of the group that was their first experience being in the United States. So uh, I, as well as Holly, Holly from uh, the American side and me from the Ukrainian side, we were working on uh, supporting the group. Holly obviously did amazing job and way more than I could ever have done uh, organizing the group. I was just there to, to support uh, the Ukrainians and uh, to support their uh, staying here. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned how you were helping a lot of the Ukrainians, especially right now with uh, what is happening over there. And I know that, you know, Ukraine is, is your home country. And just if you could share your experience of what was that like, you know, just hearing their stories and hearing about what's happening over there, just what was that like? Well, obviously, it is horrible to know what they have to go through. I mean, we are working, they are medical doctors, so they see a lot of trauma, a lot, a lot of war trauma. Uh, one of the doctors, uh, he's a chief surgeon, um, pediatric surgeon, so he has to deal with the children, uh, wounded children, civilians, um, who uh, suffered from the uh, rocket shellings, from the bombs, uh, from uh, shootings. Uh, also, uh, so since all of the doctors, they are chiefs of their emergency um, departments at their hospitals back in Ukraine, uh, they all work also with uh, the veterans and with the military uh, combats, wounded combats. Uh, this may be uh, a bit surprising for a lot of people in the United States, but the fact is that our uh, medical system is overloaded, so it's not possible anymore to divide uh, military combats separately and put them in separate hospitals and civilians in separate hospitals. The amount of wounded people is so large that all the host all hands are on deck, basically. All the hospitals are working to stabilize patients, to send them uh, to central Ukraine. Uh, two of our uh, participants, they are from, one is from Odessa one and one is from Kropivnitsky. Kropivnitsky is a city in the center of Ukraine, but closer to the uh, east. So they are the second line uh, and often are the first line of the hospitals who receive uh, soldiers, wounded soldiers, soldiers uh, from the battlefield and they need to stabilize them and then uh, ship them to, to Ukraine, to the central and western Ukraine because the hospitals are overloaded. So obviously it is a stressful experience. It's a horrifying uh, experience uh, that they are going through, that the whole nation, the whole Ukrainian nation is going through. Uh, but it was also very inspiring for me. Uh, and I think that for people who met them, who had a chance to, to talk to our colleagues, uh, to our medical doctors, uh, because you uh, realize that, well, I've realized, and it's not that I didn't understand that before, but I guess for me, the realization of uh, how important their work is, uh, how often uh, we don't value our doctors enough how often we take for granted the medical system, uh, the expertise, but then working with these people and realizing that they are heroes, they are saving lives. And some of these lives cannot be saved and they are going through losses, a lot of losses, but those lives who, that are saved, 
they're giving back uh, their husbands and wives back to their families, kids back to their parents. So that's that's an inspiring thing. And uh, yeah, so I guess uh, that wasn't only my experience uh, working with them. I talked a lot to our host families, host communities. We were hosted by the uh, locals of uh, Albany. And I guess we all uh, agreed that uh, working with the, the medical doctors from Ukraine uh, in this time is uh, an, an inspiration and an honor. They are no less heroes than Ukrainians who are fighting on the battlefields. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I, I just kind of want to ask, kind of like when you said about your, you know, experience and going through this, like, what would you say has this experience taught you, and what would you like to take away from this experience? Uh, well. I guess um, the most important thing that uh, among others that we all, uh, I guess, realized is uh, how important it is to uh, remind people in the United States and around the world uh, that the war is still uh, happening in Ukraine. And this is an unjustified war, an unprovoked war. Uh, that was never our intention uh, to lead. Uh, we were forced to uh, defend our nation, to defend our country. Um, a lot of, well, obviously people are living their lives and we cannot expect from everybody to think about the war in Ukraine all the time. But just the reminder and just the stories from people uh, real people who have real families, uh, who have friends and relatives who are uh, fighting on the battlefields, who are volunteering, who are saving the lives in uh, medical hospitals. These stories make, I think, it more real for people who that live so far away from Ukraine. I mean, there is an ocean between us, right? That's the, another a part of the world. Uh, and yeah, it makes it real, but it also, I think, makes it um, understandable how unjust, if, un, unju the, the injustice that is happening right now uh, from the, the country uh, that invaded uh, Ukraine back in 2014, uh, but then suddenly, uh, without any provocation, uh, launched uh, a full-scale invasion. And these personal stories... Uh, I guess they uh, they didn't uh, they uh, reminded uh, our colleagues that was our idea uh, that we need all the help uh, there is because we cannot uh, fight this evil uh, alone. It's not possible to fight this evil alone. Uh, on the other hand, I guess for my Ukrainian group from for the medical doctor doctors, uh, and we've discussed that a lot. It was inspiring for them to see uh, the Ukrainian flags all around. Uh, they were often asking me if these are the Ukrainians living in those houses who put the flags, the Ukrainian flags outside. And I know that uh, a lot of Americans do that. And I know that this is a very unusual thing to do uh, for the uh, for the people in the United States to put a flag 
else, something else than the U.S. flag outside. And this level of support, uh, just a visual support that you see how people are open uh, in their support to Ukraine, uh, that also gave uh, our group uh, a lot of uh, encouragement, uh, much needed uh, encouragement and much needed uh, inspiration because, well, they are working, that's their life, that's their everyday life. But for them to see how much support there is from general people, from just general public, from just strangers uh, outside who say that they stand with Ukraine and that they support Ukraine and they uh, are willing uh, to pay maybe more for their gas or for their electricity, but they understand why they're doing that, because they understand that there is an evil happening right now, and this is just a small piece to pay to battle that evil. Uh, that was um, an, an, uh, an output uh, that uh, I guess we all uh, experienced. Right, right, absolutely. And I, you know, I can see how, how passionate you are with helping, you know, other people and helping the Ukrainians, especially during this time. And I just do want to ask with, is that how you kind of came to pursue the current career and schooling that you're in now is because you want to help give back to these, you know, countries who are struggling right now? Uh, yes, yeah, that's uh, the short answer is yes. Uh, back in Ukraine, I was working on the reform for uh, higher education uh, for seven years. And then I got my Fulbright. Uh, I'm here on a Fulbright scholarship uh, and came to the United States in 2021. And uh, so, yeah, my main idea was to and still is to go back to Ukraine and or like work with Ukraine as much as possible uh, to, to support my country, to, to rebuild my country. Obviously, the, the, the situation has changed dramatically. And I mean, before that, we were talking about reforming higher, higher education. Uh, now we're also talking about the rebuilding the campuses. Uh, rebuilding schools that were destroyed. Uh, a lot of also medical hospitals are destroyed. Russians are targeted, targeting uh, civilian infrastructure. They're targeting schools specifically, hospitals specifically. Uh, I mean, uh, in our conversations with the Ukrainian medical doctors, uh, they told me all the stories uh, from their colleagues who, uh, who had to operate uh, in bomb shelters, uh, who, who uh, a couple of their colleagues are still uh, in captivity in Russia. Uh, they were medical doctors assisting uh, in uh, Mariupol uh, at Azovstal, and they are still uh, hostage in Russia. Uh, they have no idea if they're alive or dead or their like, physical uh, situation. Uh, one of the medical doctors told me that his uh, very close friend uh, was uh, in Mariupol uh, as a medical um, assistant. And uh, uh, the, 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 the one, the, the, the uh, pediatric surgeon, he, he told me that he was actually talking to his friend on a phone and uh, sending him uh, books, like PDF electronic versions of the books for the uh, medicine in uh, emergency situations. How can you like do the surgery? How can you provide basic medical uh, support to the wounded without anything? 
without antibiotics, without uh, surgical equipment. Uh, so for, I guess for us right now, uh, it's, we, we kind of all realized uh, that there is uh, something that unites us and this uh, unity is like love uh, to our country. Uh, but also un, uh, un understanding that uh, there is a evil in this world and we have to, like, since this is our, I guess, destiny to fight this evil, uh, these people, my group and other groups uh, who were also in the U.S. at the same time, also from Ukraine, I guess that what uh, unites them is this understanding that that's uh, their responsibility and that's their uh, goal to, to, to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you, Yana, so, so much. Thank you so much for sharing your experience and your story about your help with the Ukrainians. And thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast, uh, the 518 Ambassador podcast of the International Center of the Capital Region. Thank you. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. And I also wanted to, to say thank you to the International Center for the Capital Region. Uh, this organization was a great host. I mean, the uh, level of uh, the meetings, uh, the um, great host, hosts that we had, uh, host families, all people who spent, who well, who gave their week away to us, who were spending their dates, uh, days and nights with us. Uh, it was a huge support for the Ukrainian people. It was a great honor to be hosted. And I think some uh, lifelong friendships and partnerships uh, have been made during uh, our visit to the upstate New York. That was my first experience uh, being in Albany. I've never been there before. It's a great um, city with uh, great people. And yeah, I just wanted to say thank you one more time to the International Center for uh, the Capital Region and uh, who made it, who made impossible possible, who somehow uh, gathered I don't know dozens of people around us and make sure that uh, the Ukrainian delegation uh, is as is uh, felt as uh, welcomed uh, as possible. Absolutely, absolutely, and thank you for your work in helping with the Ukrainians. Yeah, that's uh, that's what being Ukrainian now means. We we are doing our best, but we do need the support that. Uh, we can get. So yeah, I guess it's a teamwork. Right, right. All of us need to work together in, in helping Ukraine. Yeah. Well, yes. Thank you so much, Gianna. And thank you for listening to the 518 Ambassador podcast. Well, hello, everyone. And thank you for listening to another episode of the 518 Ambassador, a podcast of the International Center of the Capital Region. You can please follow us on our website, iccralbany.org. That's I-C-C-R-A-L-B-A-N-Y.org. And as well, subscribe to our newsletter there. You can also follow us on our social media accounts, our Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube pages at iccralbany. And please make sure you subscribe to this podcast below. Please give us a like as well as a comment.